President Trump has been acquitted this week, and he goes on his victory tour. Very interesting. All the legitimacy he got during his State of the Union speech has been balanced out. He suddenly doesn't look like the presidential guy he was. He looks like he's ticked off. You know something? I don't mind that much. It may not matter because Trump just keeps winning. That goes through the economy, through foreign policy. He's doing really well. And I think we should have some news updates on the squad because they say so many stupid things, but apparently they're not being covered as much anymore. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So I'm listening to the debate today, and the first thing, it's Friday. I do my podcast Friday nights. Uh, kind of pathetic, but I did get to go out and have a couple of drinks with my buddy Chad, so I may slur a couple of things. But I find it amazing watching this debate how these guys really don't have any policies. And I find it, they are, Trump is winning tonight. They keep sniping each other, which is great. It actually makes for a more entertaining debate. But they, they're they not any more interesting. They're just, they're talking about Trump is bad, Trump is bad, Trump is bad. And the reality is, if you listen to them, especially when it comes to this impeachment stuff, they're just using extremist language to discuss the president. Of course, the debate moderators are not helping. The debate moderators are just, you know, the president's this. If So what do you think about the president's racism? This isn't a debate. Why doesn't anyone ask Bernie how he's going to pay for his stuff? Why doesn't anyone ask Biden, why should we elect you? You just said you needed a strong vice president in case you died. And I, I, I can't lie to you. The one who's winning this is Amy Klobuchar. That woman knows how to snipe. She is really good. Pete Buttigieg was put in his place today a couple of times. Bernie has not... I was listening to Ben Shapiro, and I'm not going to talk too much about this because it's a different podcast and you're not watching this. It's Friday night. And the reason this is on on a Friday night is because the Democrats are in such bad shape that if they have this debate on primetime, everyone's going to say Trump wins this debate. I actually think this is a more entertaining debate than it has been in the past. But as I turn it off and I see them moving their hands around. I can't understand what they're saying. But the reality is all they're doing is pitting themselves against Trump. All Trump has to do is say, this is what I've done. Nancy Pelosi keeps saying, well, everything he's, everything that Trump said was a lie. And then she doesn't, the only thing she says that was a lie. Well, I, we're, we're going to get into that. So let's, let's move on to what the podcast was about. And by the way, it's frustrating because every time these people say something, you hear clapping. And it's just like they're not saying anything. They're not saying how they're going to improve anybody's lives. They're not talking about the economy. Here's the problem. The economy is really good. But they refuse to talk about the economy. All they say is, well, the rich are getting richer. I don't know. I'm not rich. and I, I have more money in my bank account right now than I did before. I know that when Obama was around, I was going under zero. I'm not anymore. So I'm not sure what these guys are talking about. 
But let's just get 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 to the point. Let's get to the point of the podcast. I, I probably should have done the podcast and just ignored the debate and maybe recorded it or something, but I didn't record it because I forgot about it. Uh, it's finally over. So on one on uh, Wednesday, uh, Trump was finally acquitted of impeachment, completely acquitted, acquitted forever, no matter what Nancy Pelosi and the other Democrats say. The votes for the articles went right along party lines, except for one. Mitt Romney. Now, I'll give you the vote and the time. Mitt Romney is getting a lot of love from the Democrat, a lot of love from the left, and a well, no, there, he's not getting a lot of hate from the right or the the Republicans. The media is saying he's getting a lot of hate from the Republicans, and the reality is not. I mean, okay, he voted for one article. He voted for. Uh, he voted guilty for, uh, ups, uh, not obstruction, excuse me. He voted guilty for uh, abuse of power. And I, that was it. He voted not guilty for obstruction of Congress. Of course, he voted not guilty for obstruction of Congress because there's no such thing. But you should have heard the preening of the left-wing media when he set, sat back and said this. And they made it out like this was now a bipartisan conviction of Donald Trump because a one Republican, one, one Republican on both articles of, on both article, on one article of the impeachment decided that, okay, you know, I didn't like this. I didn't like what he did. And by the way, he doesn't like Trump. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I'm sure it did. He's a human being. He keeps saying how saying how his religion really said that this was really wrong. And the reality is it was wrong. We'll get to that in a second. Listen to the media from a Grabian supercut, a montage of the media talking about uh, Romney as if he was the second coming of the savior of the United States. And we'll talk about it after. Wow, that was extraordinary. That was pure honesty and emotion from uh, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, of course, the former Republican nominee. In the moment, as he was speaking, it felt historic. I mean, Mitt Romney is known for being just a nice water in his veins kind of guy. Swearing an oath before God for Mitt Romney is like unlocking his superpower. Uh, he's a little like Fortinbras in Act 5 of Hamlet, right? Mm -hmm. Not a lot seems to phase him. When I heard him explain with such elegance and simplicity, tears came to my eyes. I've always had such great respect for him. That was a true profile and courage speech. It will cement Senator Romney's legacy. He's changed his place in history. I think uh, he deserves an immense amount of credit. This was a moment that people who've known Mitt Romney for a long time have always thought he was capable of. That was the sound of a man who'd wrestled with his conscience, who tried to think bigger than partisan politics. I think he will be remembered more for this than perhaps anything that he's ever done in his political career, except maybe losing the presidency and <clears throat> Uh, 2012. On this sad day, Senator Romney's speech, Senator Romney's position, his vote is nothing short of inspiring. Thank you, Grabian, for that cut. It's an awesome cut. 
If you don't subscribe to them on YouTube, you should. They are absolutely fantastic. But he, here's the thing I want to point out. Uh, I, uh, The Democrats... Romney ran in 2012 against St. Obama. And they did not have this kind of love for Romney when he went, ran for St. Ob who ran against St. Obama. Let's take a look at some of the things they said. Um, first thing, he voted, uh, VP Biden had actually said that Romney, that Romney would bring the black, put the blacks back in chains. He said this at a black uh, rally. He said, if you elect Romney, he's going to put you back. He's going to make you slaves again. Which, by the way, is why I think candidates should be able to sue other candidates. You cannot make lies like that. Romney is milquetoast. He is a very moral, good man. I don't like his opinions a lot of the time. That's because I'm more conservative than he is. But I don't think he's a bad guy. He's not going to put blacks in chains. He's not into slavery. Are you kidding? The media, again, another thing that made a big deal. During a trip, 20 years before the 2012 election, he tied his dog crate to the top of his, um, his uh, station wagon, his Woody station wagon, and drove 200 miles on a vacation with the dog in the crate so that the dog could come into vacation. Animal abuse. He is abusing animals. Now, I know that's not something you do today, but believe it or not, we did that back then. That was not something that was considered animal abuse. That was considered love for your animal because you took the animal on the vacation. And guess what? The dog lived to it was like 14 or something. So this was dumb. Um, he only hired white men which made him a sexist and a racist. Not true, of course. Uh, he worked in Utah. He worked with the uh, uh, U.S. Olympic Committee. He was very, he, he's a great businessman. He actually fixed the U.S. Olympic Committee back in the 80s, where they, <coughs> excuse me, actually, <coughs> darn coronavirus, actually made a profit for the first time in the United States for the Olympics. Um, he was responsible for people losing their jobs. Now, this is a tricky one. He was responsible for losing his jobs. He was a businessman. He ran corporations. He ran companies. He is a billionaire. This is not a, 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 this is not a guy who is missing money or actually needs to do this. He doesn't need to take the crap from everybody. Okay, some businesses are not working. You need to lay people off or close, uh, or close uh, factories. He did it. He made the hard decisions. Unlike any of the Democrats who had who criticized him, you can see where I'm going here. I, I'm I'm going to get to this. Uh, he gave people cancer. Okay. That was a real stretch. And there's actually a commercial out there on that. How did he give people cancer? Well, it, because 
when he had we had to close factories, people lost their medical insurance. They couldn't get jobs. And if someone got a cancer, in this case, one person got cancer while they were without health insurance because the guy lost his job, it was because of Romney. Romney caused cancer. Listen, here's the thing. I think if Romney had won in 2012, the United States would have been a much better country. Mitch, uh, uh, Richard uh, Romney is a, I don't, I can't remember his first name, but Romney is a good man, a moral man. And when he made this decision, I think he made the wrong decision. But I do believe he made the decision that he believed was right. I have no problem with that. And I think all the crap that you're hearing about from the Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, about Romney being stuck in a doghouse. Mitch McConnell said there's no doghouse. He voted, whatever. Fine, whatever. But I find it amazing that these people who absolutely destroyed him in 2012, Romney was winning the 2012 election. You got to remember, from 2008 to 2012, Obama's policies were not working. People voted for Obama because they were comfortable with him. They were not really entranced with him. Iowa is a prime example. Iowa, in 2008, when Obama ran, Iowa had 250,000, 240,000 people in the caucus. In 2012, they had 170, 160,000 caucus. What does that tell you? There's not that much interest. Here's the problem. That's actually gone down a tad. I think it was 160,000 voted in the caucus this year. So there's no love for the Democrats in Iowa. And of course, the Democrats screwed up Iowa. So the final call was um, the first article of impeachment, which was uh, abuse of power. Uh, This is the one that Romney voted guilty on. It was 48 guilty, 52 not guilty, one Republican jumped. All right. The second article was which is abuse of Congress, which is not a lie, not a law. I'm not exactly sure why anyone voted for this one. Was 47 guilty, 53 not guilty, right on party lines. So the Democrats are throwing a couple of things out here that we need to be very careful with. The first thing is that this was the first bipartisan vote on the guilt of a president. One Republican in the first article sat back and said, yeah, I think he's guilty. And that Republican doesn't like Trump. Let's call it what it is. He doesn't like Trump. Trump doesn't like him. They've always butted heads. Romney is is a McCain Republican, very liberal Republican. I'd say moderate, but it's more liberal. So that one vote means it was a bipartisan vote. No, it wasn't. It was 
you got a moderate Republican that decided to say, yeah, he's guilty. One vote doesn't make bipartisan. So here it is. This is the reality. It's done. Finished. Done. Now, are we going to have a unified country? It's done. Now we can put this behind us. Yeah, no, I doubt it. Listen to this little montage again from Grabian about the Democratic meltdown and the media meltdown. But again, I repeat myself because it just shows you these people just can't let anything go. The president's acquittal will be meaningless. Well, he will not be acquitted. You cannot be acquitted if you don't have a trial. This can't be a real acquittal. This trial is no vindication. In fact, it's a rush to a cover-up. There will be a permanent asterisk next to the acquittal of President Trump. People around the world are watching us going, this is what you want for the rest of the world? I mean, what a sad, sad moment. I think it's a sad day for the so-called Republican Party. You know, they're going to need to find their souls. Good luck to that. And Russia, if you're listening, 2020 is open for investigations. Elections may not have a fair result. The very charge goes to the fairness of our elections. This is going to be an enormous stain on the United States Senate. It's, it's actually quite scary. I think we're at a very scary moment. The Dershowitz argument, frankly, would unleash a monster. We have a constitutional monarchy where Donald Trump is the supreme element of this state, like North Korea. He's a functionally a monarch. He believes he's king. We are not supposed to have a king. That was the main thing other than, you know, not wanting to have equal rights for women and black people and Native Americans. They have handed Donald Trump the, the monarchy. My fear is what broke is our democracy. I think the wounds are going to be very deep. That will be it for America as we've known it. It's official. Nothing means anything. Right is wrong, up is down, Missouri is Kansas. He can just run through laws like he's got that Super Mario invisibility star. That's what he can do. Today's acquittal does not equal an exoneration for the president who will remain impeached forever. There is so much to unpack here. It's just disgusting. These people, what they do is they throw crap at a barn and hope that something sticks. So let's go over some of the crap they said. First off, the, the no witnesses thing. There were witnesses. There were 17 of them. The Senate had access to all 17 of them. Those witnesses came from the House of Representatives impeachment inquiry. They read those witness statements. They had access to those transcripts. Now they wanted, the House uh, managers wanted more witnesses. They didn't get it. So what? That's your problem. They, you do not, when you go to trial and you are, you are under indictment, which is what an impeachment is, the prosecution, which is what the House managers do, do not go to the jury, which is what the Senate is, and say, Go find witnesses. This is an asinine statement right off the bat. He's not acquitted. That's just stupid. Yes, he is acquitted. Exonerated is a different story. Exonerated has nothing to do with this. He is acquitted, which means he's innocent. Done story. It's a cover-up. No, it's not a cover-up. Everything that was done on the Senate side was done in open court, was done on cameras. What was the cover-up was what... Schiff and the Democrats were doing in the House during the indictment, during the impeachment. 
And by the way, those 17 witnesses were the best they could come up with? Come on. This is going to be the big one. He's stealing the 2020 elections. Uh, this is going to be a talking point. Here's the thing. The Democrats have been illegitimizing Republican presidents for about 20 years now. They did it when Bush beat um, that other character, the climate change character. He beat him and they were counting chads. He, um, I can't even remember his name. That's pretty bad. I shouldn't have had that drink over at the Bardas the other week. Um, they did it again when Bush beat one in 20, uh, 2004 because they said, well, he should have lost to the 2000 election. So he is not legitimate. They did it in 2016 through 2019, and now they are prorating it for 2020. They're already calling him. He cheated. Okay, well, that's great. Go with that. This impeachment was supposed to get the president out of the White House. When they didn't have anything, this impeachment was supposed to dirty the president. It didn't work. The president's approval ratings went up to almost 50%. And I think they might go up. They might have gone up to over 50% until what he did yesterday, on Thursday. But okay, that's fine. Maisie Hirono saying find that the Republicans need to find their souls? Really? She's for abortion after birth. She's for late-term abortions. I just think that is a stupid statement. She's for illegal immigration. She's for everything that most of this country doesn't stand by. And then there's the dictator, the king, the... Do you realize all these news media, they, they, keep, they keep throwing things. Hey, newsflash, if Trump gets elected in 2020, he will be out of office in 2024 because Trump has proven a lot of things. He has proven that he's actually a constitutionalist. He may not have the same, uh, the same societal beliefs that everyone does, and he may not be the completely moral human being that we would want him to be, but he's going to be gone in 2024. I don't care that he released, and that was awesome, he released a meme that basically uh, says that he's going to be in the White House forever. Yeah, in the year 4000 AD. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. He'll probably be dead by then. So Trump took a Trump took a victory tour, and that wasn't a good look. Here's the thing. The State of the Union speech, he looked really, really, really good. His speech was probably... I don't like some of the technicalities of his speech, but I do. I did love his speech. And the thing is, I think it was Reagan-esque. Romney could make speeches like that if he wasn't such a wuss and lost in 2012 and then fight Barack Obama. But to sit back and make such an awesome speech and then the next day on your victory tour after impeachment say things like this? No, this was not a good look. Listen. Oh, money, maybe we'll frame it. <laughs> it's the only good headline I've ever had in the Washington Post. <laughs> 
I'll tell you. But every paper is the same. Does anybody have those papers? Does anybody have them? Because they're really uh, like that, so I appreciate that. Uh, but some of the people here have been incredible warriors. They're warriors. And there's nothing from a legal standpoint. This is a political thing. And every time I'd say, this is unfair, let's go to court, they say, sir, you can't go to court. This is politics. And we were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, uh, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit. Now, I'm not offended by any of this. It doesn't bother me in the least. It really doesn't. Uh, the president should have enjoyed uh, this, this type of thing. But there are ways of doing it. And by the way, Nancy Pelosi did also have comments that I'm not going to publish because they just tick me off. But it's kind of, you know, President Trump, stand above. Here's the thing. Every time these are kids, these are all little kids squabbling and fighting and throwing mud puddles at each other. The time that Trump could have sat back and been the adult and say, stop throwing mud at me, which is what he should have done. In his victory tour after, he just threw, he just became a little kid again, started cussing, which I do not believe in. I think a president should not cuss. It works for him. But the thing is, a lot of people believe that he has a right to be angry. And that's what he is. He is absolutely angry. And you can see the fury. But I got news for you. Listening to Pelosi. And by the way, if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can listen to the entire three hours between Pelosi and Trump. Trump's speech, Pelosi's speech, which was a half hour before. You can listen. Pelosi sounds bitter. She is not. Uh, she is not better than he is. She did not sound better than he is. Because you know why? That tearing up of those papers was to honor the left. But that also, what she does not conceive of, she's not as smart as I thought she was. What she doesn't conceive of, what she just did, which by the way is illegal, tearing up the house of uh, the house house's version of the state of the union address is illegal that's their only copy that they get was childish and she sounds childish she sounds like she's having a temper tantrum even though trump did not act presidential in that one statement or any of his statements for that day that he had his victory tour he still sounded less vindictive than Nancy Pelosi did. It was absolutely stupid. So is this, are we going to have, so needless to say, Pelosi, let's go continue the investigations. Well, so far there were two Democrats, uh, I'm going to focus on Jerry Nadler, that said, yeah, we're going to take... Uh, uh, John Bolton into the Congress. I'm going to question him. We've given subpoenas. We've already thrown out subpoenas, or we're gonna. We want to issue subpoenas. Excuse me. And guess what happened? They haven't been approved by Nancy Pelosi. This has been a crap show. Nancy Pelosi, 
who is hanging by a thread, who's already been called to give up her speakership, is finally saying, this is done. We're not doing this again. Could you imagine what would happen if the House spent another five, six months trying to impeach the president again? I hope it happens. I won't lie. I don't think Bolton's got anything to say that's going to be any different. I mean, Bolton doesn't. Bolton's openly admitted, I don't like the president's policy. That's not an impeachable offense. Foreign policy is up to the president, not anyone else. So I think this could. This is going to be really bad for the Democrats. It was a really bad look for the Democrats. I think it's funny because the Democrats keep saying how much more mature they are than the president, how less chaotic they are than the president, how much more competent they are than the president, and then they do what they did in the last five days. And suddenly they don't look competent, they don't look mature, they don't look less chaotic. And watching this debate shows me that these guys don't know what's going on. This is such a fun year. And by the way, don't look at all of these things as, oh my God, our country's going to hell. Don't do not do that. Look at this. This is fun. Our country's going to be fine. Uh, I, I'm going to probably on Monday bring up some scary points of where our country is going. But the reality is our country is fine. Only if Trump could just shut up and not do the stupid things he did on Thursday. But here's the thing. This is where Trump just continues on. He keeps winning and winning and winning and winning. Um, the economy, <laughs> news about the economy came out. And it's just amazing. So, let's talk about January. The new jobs report came out on Friday. Once again, far exceeded expectations. 225,000 jobs were created. The expectation was 158,000 jobs. Unemployment held steady at 3.6%. I believe it actually clicked up a little bit from 3.5%. But that's because there are people... Pe- Here's the thing with that. People are actually changing jobs for the first time. I don't like my job. I'm going to find another job. And they'll be unemployed for a little bit. So that is not working for the Democrats. They can't say that. Um, labor partition participation moved up 0.02%, which means more people are entering the workforce. That may not seem like a real impressive number, but the reality is that has been going up. Under the Obama administration, job participation has been going down. So now more people are going to get jobs, and because youth unemployment has been going up, Uh, youth employment has been going up. It is slowly ticking up. And here's something really bizarre. Hourly wages went up from three, went up 
3.1% to $28.44 an hour. The average American worker is making $28.44 an hour. So what's the problem with that? The pro- For the Democrats. The problem with that is we're not all earning $10, $7 an hour. $28.44 an hour for an hourly employee? Oh my Lord. Do we really need to raise minimum wage? Because a lot of people are making above minimum wage already. The other thing is people are working 35 hours a week. Now, mind you, that's down from the Bush administration. Okay. But it's raised from the Obama administration. The Obama administration, the average hourly work time was about 30 hours, 31 hours. So why is it important to understand that the average worker is working between 34 and 35 hours? People aren't working two to three jobs. They're working one job. Full time is 40 hours. Well, it's actually like 32 hours, but people are not working part time and working three, four, six, 10, 20 jobs like AOC says. They're working one job because they're working full time. The economic news is fantastic, and I didn't even bother to mention that the stock market broke records today, this week. It's absolutely awesome. So I, I tell you what, Trump had a huge victory in January, had nothing but victories in January. Oh, and I, I didn't even mention that the Trump administration ordered the military to kill a third terrorist leader this week. This week. I bet you didn't hear that on the news media. Soleimani completely backfired on him. And listening to debate, Peter Pete Buttigieg sat there and said, oh, I wouldn't have killed Soleimani because there was no evidence we should have killed Soleimani. Meanwhile, at the State of the Union address, President Trump brought a person up who was killed because of an attack by Soleimani. This is the moderate you want to, moderate air quotes here, you want to elect as president? Or the left wants to elect as president? If you're listening to this podcast, I'm not assuming you're left wing. You're you're a left, leftist. I'm pretty sure no Antifa people are listening to this. Okay, you know something? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm already beyond the Dave rule, I think. Yes, five minutes over beyond the Dave rule. I am going to create a separate podcast tonight just to talk about the stupidity of the squad. So if you want to listen to it, you can listen to it later. It's going to be really short because the stupidity of the squad does not need very much. (laughs) It just doesn't mean very much. I mean, it doesn't mean, I don't need to say much. They're just stupid. 
and they keep saying stupid things. So let's just end this podcast. Let me uh, create another podcast in about five minutes, or maybe just after this debate, because I want to watch this debate. I am drinking. It's Friday night. Uh, I went with my buddy tonight, so that's good. So let's uh, go into it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I actually have all the video and graphics and all the links where I got my information. And by the way, some of my audio is, uh, some of my video is really long. It's the entire coverage of Trump and Pelosi. So if you want to spend three, four hours and you really want to enjoy it, there you go. Please subscribe, comment, rate. I'll appreciate it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> <laughs>